Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Monday afternoon? Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. And uh, you had even a better weekend. It's back to work today for all of us. <laughs> yeah, this is my job right here, believe it or not, <laughs> for the most part. But how y'all doing, man? Hope everybody doing good, doing good. All right, we got another great show for you. Open mic today, baby. Open mic, yeah. I decided to make it open mic because, well, there's too much going on, man, just to pick one specific thing to be talking about. And uh, the more I, I tried to come up with something particular, something exact to talk about, it just couldn't put my finger on anything. So, what's the next best thing? Make an open mic. It works for me. <laughs> Which means we can talk about anything you want to talk about today. If you call in at 347-838-8622, you want to talk about something, hey, let's do it. Today is the day. You know, we. I mean, there is so much going on. you got teachers cutting students' hair. You got the president saying he will take credit for shutting down the government at the end of the week. Uh, firefighters taking pictures of, of damaged homes that were burned in California. I mean, just all kind of crazy going on. So 
today is today, man. You want to talk about it, we got it to talk about. Because I, hey, <laughs> you know, just, we're here. We're here and we can talk about it, okay? All right, so, P. Ross will probably won't be with us again today. Uh, so y'all just got me, Mr. Talk, riding, riding, guiding this train today, which is cool. Which is cool. You know, it's always fun to handle the show by myself sometimes. Uh, that way I can clown and don't have to worry about nobody correcting me. <laughs> I know. I know. That's wrong. It's wrong. I know that's the wrong way of thinking. But it is what it is, right? I may even start singing today. Y'all know when Pete Ross is on the show, I can't sing. So I, have to, I can sing today because she's not here. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Welcome to the show. Let me tell you how you can be a part of the show if you got anything you want to talk about. Uh, I told you you can call in at 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. Also, the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And I do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you because I like to hear what's on your mind, man. I like to hear what you have to say. I, I, I love that because you bring so much diversity to the show. And that's always a great thing. You want to talk about a relationship, we can talk about a relationship. You want to talk about religion. You want to talk about politics. You want to talk about current events. You want to talk about uh, sex, uh, Men issues, women issues, children issues. I mean, whatever you want to talk about, today is the day. It's open mic, baby. We're here for two hours plus maybe, and uh, depending on what y'all, y'all want to talk about. And we can do this. We can do this. All right? So with that being said, <laughs> those are all the ways you participate on the show. Um, if you come into the chat room, and you want to have a conversation with us in the chat room, only thing you have to do is uh, come in with a username, log in, and bam, you're there. All right? You are there. And we can have that conversation. Or if you call in and you want to make a comment, all thing you do is press 1 on your keypad, and that lets me know you want to, you have a question or a comment to make, and I'll bring you in, and we'll have that, and you get your chance to speak live on the air. With me, Mr. Talk. Okay? So those are all the ways um, you can do this today, and uh, we do look forward to hearing from you. All right? Now, with that being said, uh, I've neglected to get a black history person for the day. So that's my fault. <laughs> you know, some things I, I forget to do when, when P not here. Uh, so we we gonna, we probably have to bypass that today. I got to do better on that, and I will. I will. But, of course, y'all know I always have a song for the day, and we got one for you. Uh, something mellow, but a little upbeat. Me that is Monday. Something to get your head going a little bit and take you out of those Monday afternoon doldrums. Yeah. Aaron, I know how it is. You go back to work Monday. You're sitting at your desk. You're like, man, this is a long day. Ah, some places don't want you to listen to any music, so it makes it even longer. Well, Mr. Talk got you covered today, because we're going to play a little music for you, and uh, 
we're going to go from there, all right? So without further ado, here's Babyface, and we got love, man. See y'all in about five minutes. Enjoy.
right, welcome back to the show. How y'all doing out there today? All right. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. All right. Whew. I gave you not one, but two. Not one, but two shows, baby. Two. Two songs. <laughs> That's right. Two songs. And we had Baby Tasty. I gave y'all some Osley Brothers. That's what I'm talking about right there. So, welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Mr. Talk. And today is open mic. And open mic means what you want to talk about. Huh? What is it you want to talk about? Because I have set the day aside for you to talk about anything you want. Yeah, we're going to make it easy for you today. We're not talking any particular topic. We're not talking about requiring you to chime in on any particular topic. We're just talking, baby. That's what we're going to do today. And uh, you know what? I like that. <laughs> That's right. So if you want to talk to me today, 347-838-8622. Email me at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay? So those are all the ways you can talk to me. P. Ross won't be in today. Um, I hate to say it, but, uh, yeah, she's taking care of some business. So it, it was just me and you, baby. It's just me and you, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. So. With all that being said, I guess it's time to get started with the show because that's what we do. We talk, right? All right, so, oh, let's see. I know all of y'all by now have seen the picture of the teacher who uh, was cutting the student's hair. <laughs> Man, now can you imagine going to school and as punishment, a teacher put, calls you up to the front of the classroom, makes you sit down in the chair, she pulls out a pair of scissors and starts cutting your hair. And starts cutting your hair. Hey, isn't that crazy? Huh? Isn't that crazy? I mean, really. And that goes to show that some of these folks don't have they don't have pretty they don't have good enough sense. They really don't. Uh. You know, and then the, the 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 bottom line is they found pieces of hair in her purse. Uh, say officers found tussle hair in a broken sack, in a brown sack, in a bathroom drawer at the teacher's house. Say a total of twenty students filed written complaints about the incident. I mean, this lady was crazy. She said she did it because she was tired of the students' ridiculous behavior. Yeah, ridiculous behavior. During her interview, uh, the teachers mentioned a foreign exchange student who she said talks a good game but cannot admit that he is not as smart as he says he is. And that's who the haircut was originally for, but someone else took his place. That's what the teacher said now. So she couldn't get the exchange student, so she picked somebody else. <laughs> now, it's funny, but it's not so funny uh, because I don't know why why 
you as a student would even go up there and sit there. Let me start cutting your hair. Uh, I understand, you know, following instructions, but in this case, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, she ended up being charged with one count of false imprisonment, two counts of cruelty to a child, two counts of battery, and one count of assault. And all that, all of them, nothing but the misdemeanor. So really, she's not going to do nothing but get a slap or a fine, more than likely. Um, she was released on her own recognizance. Uh, she has to be back in court on December the 7th. Well, well she, that was 10 days ago. Uh, right now, she cannot be within 50 feet of school, school or victims. And her husband was also ordered to get rid of his guns if his wife was going to be home. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's just crazy. Now, like I said, three videos were posted on, on social media showing a student sitting in a chair at the front of the classroom as a teacher cut portions of the student's hair. And she tosses the chunks of hair behind her. And to top it off, she was singing the national anthem. You know? Oh! Then she walked, tried, walked over to another a female student, then tried to cut her hair. <laughs> we have to be careful who we have. To see, see, parents, that's why you need to go to go to these schools and see who actually is um who's actually teaching <laughs> your kids. Cause something was wrong with this lady from the get go. She she was she couldn't have been the brightest. I, I don't see how. I don't see how. I mean, just to start cutting somebody hair, really? That's uh, that's scary. <laughs> that, that, to say the least, that is just a tad bit on the scary side. Cut the students' hair. Uh uh-uh, uh, man. I don't know what's wrong with these folks these days. You know, now the husband got to take make sure all his weapons are out of the out of the um the house. Or she cannot get you know get it get to them. Now, like those are the only weapons that have been made in the world. But I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to be um, trying to be cautious, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, I'm gonna say it. I know if it was in an inner city school, no. Number one, the student went went up there to my cutting my hair. That that wasn't gonna happen, okay? And I know for sure. If she started cutting, uh, there was going to be some fists thrown. <laughs> uh, she may have been singing the national anthem, but uh, it wouldn't have been standing up. <laughs> it wouldn't have been standing up. That's crazy. That is just downright crazy. You're going to cut my hair, and I'm going to sit there and let you do it? I don't think so. No, not, mm-mm, no. And if that was my child and he had got reported for actually doing that, you know, not sitting there and letting her cut her hair, I'm sorry. I couldn't have punished my child for that. I'm sorry. No. No, 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 no. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, 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 no. That wouldn't have happened at all. At all. No. Not at all. Not at all. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, you know, if 
by chance your child comes home to tell you you got a teacher acting strange, you may want to follow up and make sure that there's not a teacher trying to cut their hair or do anything crazy like that because that's scary. <laughs> that that really is. That's scary. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't see that. Wow. That is just not good. Not good at all. But that's who we have teaching our kids these days. <laughs> oh, that's the man. I, I'm still kind of stuck on that. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm stuck on that because, man, there's no way. No way. And singing the, and that's the thing. She was singing the national anthem. Oh, say, can you see? And she was snipping the child's hair. What in the world was that? Was that all about? You know, now you talking about uh, mental health? Yeah, I think so. She should have been committed for at least twenty-four to seventy-four to seventy-four to forty-eight hours. Yeah, I think she should have been uh, because. Uh, yeah, that would have been uh, enough to have her committed. But, of course, nothing happened. She when you know, she got arrested. Then she got released on her own recognizance. So they feel like she didn't, she wasn't mental. She just had a moment. I don't know too many people walking around carrying um, other people's hair in their pocketbook or having a, uh, some hair from other people in their bathroom. That that is like uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That that's kind of sadistic to me, if you ask me. So you know, she could have been doing other stuff with that hair. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. But it is what it is. It is what it is. <sighs> she will. She'll be okay though. I guess. I guess everybody be all right. Nobody was killed. This was in California now. It was in California. Yep. It didn't say um it didn't say uh what high school it was or anything like that, just California. This Visalia V I S A V I S A L I A California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes it does. It was at the University Preparatory High School. Yeah. So that's where it is. So if your child go to that school and this teacher walks up to him with a pair of scissors to cut their hair, you better tell them to roll out because she will cut the hair. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I can't. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. And, and honestly, I question the student for sitting there letting her cut his hair. I'm sorry. You may be the teacher, but you're not my barber. You know what I mean? You are not my barber. No, you cannot cut my hair. I'm not allowing you to cut my hair. I don't care who you are, what you say. And then start singing the national anthem while you cut that, cut my hair? Oh, heck no. That got cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs all over it. All over it. You hear me? She was wacky, y'all. She was wacky. <laughs> oh, did she hit so apparently this is not the only kid that because apparently she had cut some other kids' hair because they found hair in her pocketbook. 
in her bathroom in a box. Yeah, this woman was cuckoo. But they didn't they didn't send her to a mental institution for evaluation or anything like that. They just arrested her. Released on her own recognizance and told her to be back in court in a couple of days. That's it. And what she was charged with was nothing but misdemeanors. So, honestly, nothing is really going to happen to this woman. Now, of course, she can't go near the school or anything like that, which is good because I don't think she needs to be teaching anybody. Maybe she needs to go to barber school. If she's just that intent on cutting hair, <laughs> Maybe she needs to go to barber school and become a barber. I, 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 I. <laughs> that is just downright crazy. It really is. But that's the world we live in, people. That is the world we live in. And, I, of course, that's who we deal with, right? Right. All right. So, once again, I'm Mr. Talk. Today is Open Mic Monday. Whatever you want to talk about, you got the floor. But unless you don't want to talk about anything, you know me, Mr. Talk. I have a few things that I can always talk about. May not know what I'm talking about, but I can talk about a whole lot of things just because I can talk about it. I'll tell you the truth. Hey, that's the way it happens sometimes. All right. So let's see what we got here. All right, one. welcome to the show. What you got for me, sir? No, it's not sir. It's ma'am. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. Away. Well, hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. So hello. I, um, hello. So I, I just have um, a few comments to make okay. on men who feel that they have the entire, they're entitled to value and put a value on women. Be, you know, this is a common thread that um, when men feel unfairly attacked or their little ego have gotten a little salt, um, so they engage in telling, saying things like, oh, they look at the woman's physical characteristics, they look at her age, they look at this and that. And to to try and demean and belittle and devalue the person, but what I'm what I'm very clear about is that um, certain, especially certain men who don't even come from the same ethnic background, what it, it might be better for them to look in the mirror and to really critique themselves before they critique a mature woman, black woman. Uh, who is descendant of slaves in this country, they are not qualified to put any value on women like myself. And what they think is really irrelevant to anybody's life. And secondly, what I'd like to say is if they are such high value themselves, why aren't they married to a very high-value woman. So I would start with self first before you try and critique or devalue any woman, period. And that's all I have to say right now, Mr. Talk. Okay, Miss Lady, I, I got you. <laughs> you well, got me, it? Yeah. Because what they, uh, think, uh, what they think, what they think, First of all, it is a really
move, when they get upset with a woman because she stands up to start talking about physical characteristics or her age or whatever they want to talk about. It's a punk move, and it's, it is not a real masculine move, to be honest. It's a very petty move, and it does not do anything to enhance their image at all. We're talking about image. Hmm. Okay? So there you hmm. go. I'm very clear about who I am, and my self-confidence does not depend on some man I don't know, don't want to get to know, that has no bearing in my life whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just letting him know in case he's not aware. <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. Let me ask and, you a question. And, and I do know men okay. that have a much higher socioeconomic educational value that would choose to differ with his opinion. So so there you go, Mr. Todd. But actually, even that is irrelevant because really what it comes down to is if you, you like yourself, if, if you have self-confidence, not arrogance, but self-confidence, and if you like what you're contributing to the world, okay? And so mm-hmm. I'm real clear about what I have done and what I'm going to do, and I set up my square, and... <laughs> Throw all the slings and arrows that you want with your, with those little punkish moves, but it really is not going to change that. But I just wanted to be clearly stated, so there's not going to be mm. no confusion about it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank I, I you. think you, you I think you clearly <laughs> made your point. But, but I just have to ask you a question though: What is a high value woman? What is well, value you know, woman? everybody values different things. And I'll just say, right. you know, it depends on, on, yeah, so, you know, I don't even want to get into that, to be honest, mm-hmm. because everybody's um, opinion will be different, right? So, right. And, and it depends on, your, you know, your emotional, spiritual, and uh, socioeconomic status. So for somebody who's, um, who may not have, like say for a man who may not have very much socioeconomics behind him who may be aging and um, might have to take Viagra, a high-value woman for him might be, a, you know, a 25-year-old that could get him going. You see what I'm saying? So but for, for another man, it might be completely different. So, I, you know, everybody has a different uh, opinion. But I really think it comes down to having self-respect for the most part. Value yourself mm-hmm. and have some – it's an evolutionary process. We all have made mistakes. We all learn and grow, and hope, hopefully we learn right. and grow. So, yeah, so it's about self-improvement, and it's about valuing yourself, valuing your, your, your emotional, spiritual health, uh, valuing your physical health, that kind of thing, and making steps that show that you do value those things. Right. Mhm. And and putting out okay. boundaries and letting people know, you know, these are boundaries that not so good for you to try and cross. Hmm. Okay. I, I, okay. I got you now. 
in, in okay. other words, a woman with standards and with with the standards that she know she knows she will she's upholding no matter who the person is or or, or what the, the the situation is. She has standards and knows the standards she's gonna stand by. Right now, I'm not saying those can't change. You know, you can evolve. Right. What you value in your 20s hope may not be what you value when you're older, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, like Correct. I say, that's why right. I say it's an evolutionary process, right? And something that right. was so important at one point in your life, after you've had certain experiences or whatever, you develop more understanding, more wisdom, more compassion or whatever, that may not be so important. Like, there are certain people on YouTube that love to show off their clothes and their shoes. And look at me, and look at me, and they're grinning from ear to ear. Where, see, somebody might have placed a, obviously they place a lot of value on that, but somebody like myself, mm-hmm. that's not that important. Right. I mean, I don't care if you have, you know, fifty pair of designer shoes. That's not important to me. I mean, you know, that's not going to that has nothing to do with who you are as a person in, internally. Mhm. Okay, I got you. I understand what you're okay. saying now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, okay, Miss Lady, for that. I think well, okay. um, that has been cleared up. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, anything else you would like to share with us? Mm, no, but uh, that's pretty much it, right? There's just a lot going on in the world, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's a whole lot going on in the world, which makes it, you know, that's why I got, I have open minds. There's so much going on. Talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot yeah. going on. I tell you this much, I don't know why they keep talking about Cardi B and Offset, Cardi B and I'm, Why is that so important? Those people aren't really? in those people's lives. <laughs> they have nothing to do with them. <laughs> because I mean, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just something to, to keep to keep people's attention and distract them, distract it from what's really going on. That, that's all. You know, it, it's like the Kardashians, what they wear to a club or whatever. Why do we need to know that? Who really cares? So, and I'm like, you, when I see that stuff, I'd be like, really? Who, who's really paying that much attention to their relationship? Nobody. You know, nobody important, apparently. Uh-uh. You know, honestly, well, I don't even know who, uh, who, who, who they are, who Cardi B is anyway, besides she did a song with, um, what's that boy's name? Um, Bruno Mars. That's all I can tell you uh-huh. about. <laughs> you know, that that's it. Other than that, I don't know who the happy or so called they they were talking about. Let alone to my getting this relationship they speaking with, you know, they the bar from this. I, it, that, that's that's yeah, not something know. that makes my world go around. You know? I hear, you. I hear you. So, okay. Uh, All right, Miss Lady, but thank you for calling in. Uh, I'm here. Okay. You have safe travels. Okay, you too. All righty. <laughs> All right. We want to thank this lady for that. And uh, wow, men putting value on women. 
you know, and that that is uh, interesting, and it happens, it does, it does, it, it happens, and you know, when you look at look at that piece of it right there, you say, why does that happen? Why why does it happen? Um, you can look back at history, and back. Well, we're not going to go too far back, no further than the 20s. We're going to go back to the 20s, I mean, because we can go a little further back than that. And, you know, back in the days, that was something that that was done, you know. that Women had no no say-so, and their value was based on what a man would say or what a man thought thought it was. I mean, let's be real. It, it, it was. Fast forward to now, where the seventies, when when feminism started, uh, became the end thing to do. That began to change as women started saying, "Well, no, 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 no. I, I don't need you to put value on me because I value I be, I value myself." And that's when women really started stepping up, beginning to value themselves. Um. As she said, it, it's an evolving thing, and, and as we we grow older, and as uh, we become more, for lack of a better word, evolved, uh, things are changed. And, yes, you know, we can't just base what uh, someone else on what we think. You can't do that anymore. Uh, that's like uh, someone seeing me and say, well, I know he he, he, he a drug dealer because he's a black guy. You know, or see a woman walking down the street with a short dress on, say, yeah, she out there hoeing. You know, you, you put value on someone, but you don't know who that person is. And, and it works both ways. And, and in society today, we as humans do that quite often, very often, because that is what we have been taught to do. That's what we have been doing for so long. It, it, it's more of an instinctual thing than a, 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 a something that we notice. That's a good way of putting it. We don't notice it because we're so used to doing it and we're so used to allowing it to be done. You know, so you know, not only not only uh, uh, women being having value placed on them that is unjust and not real. You know, it, it's done to to men as well. It really is. It's done to, to men as well. And as I said before, it's because we as humans, that's what we've been taught to do. That's what we do. Now, whether it's right or wrong, can you really say? Can you really say? However, the important thing is, as Miss Lady did say, that you have value, your morals and your values that you stand up for. No matter what anybody else says about you or thinks about you, you know who you are inside and you stand for what you believe in. Everybody, anybody can say anything about you. And a prime example is the quote-unquote cyberbullying that, you know, has become such a big, big uh, thing now. Well, people get on the internet and say anything about you, make up stories about you. So, what what's going to happen? 
Are you going to allow them to rule or rule who you are and control your life because of what they say about you? Or are you going to stand up, say, I know who I am, lock all that out, and keep striving for whatever your prize is that you have set for yourself? <laughs> I mean, goals and, and uh, accomplishments that you're reaching for, striving for. So, uh, you know, Miss Lady is right. Miss Lady is right. Yes, we, we know a lot of times it's, it's more directed at women because it's put out there more than, than it is men. Because women are, even in today's society, women are considered, and this is not any slight on a woman, okay? Let me go on and clear that up right now. But women are considered uh, the weaker of the two uh, 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 two sexes, all right? Even in today's society. Okay. Now, can you say that, uh, I mean, uh, to what extent are they the weaker sex, if they even are? Now, I'm going to put this out there right now. Uh, Personally, I do believe mentally, no. No, mentally, no, they are not the weaker. <laughs> All right, I, I, I just I have to put that out there. No, they're not the weaker. Physically, of course they are, because their bone, bone structure is totally different from that of a man. Even though you do have women out there that bodybuilders and what have you, you know that that, that those are exceptions to the to, exceptions to the rule. Okay, now, but when you put it in a whole package, a whole package, you are who you are. You are who you believe you are. If you believe you are a strong person, goal-oriented, a go-getter, then that's who you are. If you believe you are a, a, a functional alcoholic, a weed head, you know, a slouch, a couch potato, then that's who you are. See, and a lot of times what happens, you know, when we allow someone to put value on us, a lot of times we allow them. Now, let me change that. A lot of times when someone puts a, a, a certain label or value on you, what what you do is you know it is it's better or worse than what you really are, what you're really doing. And sometimes you take that and make that your fantasy. You you make that your make-believe world. And, and you know you're not. Whether it's bad or good. I mean, let's be honest, whether it's bad or good. You know it's not. And it just goes back to who you are, what you believe in, what you want out of life. What do you want out of life? You know, what what do you stand for? A, a prime example, you see a crackhead out there. A crackhead will tell you anything you want to hear. A crackhead uh, uh, uh have you believing they run the world, they finna get off the, they finna come off that crack, and they're going to go to school, they're going to become this, they're going to be doing that, because that is what they believe. It's a fantasy 
the world that they believe in. And it doesn't matter if you stand there and say, look, you're a crackhead. It doesn't matter because the value you place on them is irrelevant to them. Because in their mind, they have said, I'm getting off this stuff, and this is what I'm going to do. So why can't the rest of us be like that? Because we have uh, been taught and conditioned to allow what others say dictate what we do and how we feel about ourselves. Programming on, on on the boob tube. That's why a lot of a lot of our individuals in our community now walk around slinging hair all over the place. You know, wearing European suits. You know, having to drive the big fancy cars because society has dictated that in order for that to happen, in order for that to happen, you know. It, for you to get there, that is what value is in this society, on society standards. Not on your own personal standards, but on society standards. I know it, it, it sounds a little rough, but it's true. It is true. And that's where we are. That is where we are today. <laughs> oh, I like this. All right. Hold on, y'all. We have another caller. Let's bring it on in. All right, Triple One. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what you got for me? Oh, God. I still got Joe. some buzz. Hey. Yeah, you hey, Eric. What's up? Uh, not much, Joe. What's up with you? Okay, what's the topic? It sounds to me like you're talking about how people's uh, personalities or mindsets are formed by society. Is that it? That is it for now. Yes, it is, Joe. Okay. And, well, this is what we started out at. Uh-huh. Um, men putting value on women. Uh-huh. Well, men always put a, men always have an opinion about women, and women always have an opinion about men. Uh huh. Right. That's nothing new. Yeah. And then I yeah I, I mentioned that. Then I went ahead to expand it to humanity itself. Has you know as we have been conditioned to, uh, to to have believed that certain things create values in our life. When it actually shouldn't be, we should, you know, have our own values and morals that control what we do and not what is done from the outside. All right, so you're talking about how men and women shouldn't be overly influenced by the society's mores and we should think for ourselves and um, um, basically that's about it. We should think for ourselves and not be influenced by whatever what other people think? Yeah, you got it. Oh, but I, you know, I totally, you know, I totally agree with you. The only thing is, is that when we're kids, we're influenced by our parents, by the authority figures around us, by our teachers, by our neighbors, by our relatives, and as children, our brains are very moldable. Uh, we believe in the tooth fairy, Santa Claus, 
because we're told that those particular types of fairy tales exist. We don't know any better, so we believe what uh, what people tell us. It takes a long time for people to break to break away from that. That's that's the matrix. Mm-hmm. The matrix is what we're told uh, lies, and we don't know that they're lies until we're old enough to distinguish um, fact from fiction for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's true. But is it too late? Is it too late then? Well, it's not See, too I late. It's not. It's, I don't. It depends. On, I guess it depends upon how old you are. It's not too late if you're in your twenties and you realize and wake up that what you've been told about um, the government, relationships, marriages, goals, um, a lot of it is just BS, and you have to say, you know what? I've been told that I should do this. I should think this way, but it's not working out for me. Those are lies, and I have to live my life according to what I feel is best for me, not what others think are best for me. For example, a lot of parents want their sons and daughters to go into a certain direction. Those sons and daughters realize that that particular direction isn't what they want to do, and they get into conflict with their parents. Sometimes the parent, uh, the conflict can last for, you know, for decades, when yeah. the, when when the son and the daughter should say, you know, mom, I understand, or dad, I understand what you're trying to say, what you're trying to do for me, but I like this direction. I want to become either an artist, or I don't want to join the family business, or I want to become a dentist, or I want to leave and go to Europe and live over there because I like that particular lifestyle better than over here. And I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if somehow that bothers you, I don't understand why it should. But, you know, Mom, Dad, uh, you got to grow up yourselves. <laughs> I'm no longer your little boy, your little girl, and I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, that's true. And, and But shouldn't, as we, well, I'm not going to say shouldn't. Yeah, I'm going to say shouldn't. Um, as, as we become older, uh, shouldn't we, for lack of a better word, evolve or become uh, more with filled with wisdom and and understand, you know, more of, uh, of what's going on and and pass that down to our kids and, and explain to them that look, I, I understand, I understand, but you have to understand too that the kids, the children coming up. They have to learn for themselves. You can only uh, pass the wisdom on, but you can't make them accept it. Because I remember there are certain things, there are certain things that I was told as a kid by my father and my mother that I didn't understand. I'll be real. I, I didn't understand. I thought he was full of it, actually. You know, but now that I am older and I have a son of my own, you know, I, I kind of I understand why they told me what they told me, when they told me, how they told me now. And and with age, I think we we become a little bit more wiser. Wise, however, you know we expect our kids to understand right off the bat when we we ourselves didn't. And I think we forget that a lot of times as adults. What you think? Well, I think what you said is right. Uh, I just, but you know me, I put I put the blame on parents almost totally. I believe that if um, if we can train crocodiles, kangaroos, monkeys, elephants, 
to be docile animals, to be pets, practically. Um, we can train, mold our kids to listen to us, to, um, to be responsible citizens, to be strong inwardly. And I think you do that by giving your kid unconditional love tempered with great discipline. In other words, kids aren't going to always believe what the parent tells them, but if they make a mistake, the parent should be there and say, you know what, Johnny, I'm here for you, but just as long as you don't act like a fool, just as long as you don't act irresponsibly, um, you made a mistake, now we're going to go ahead and move on. And I think kids, <clears throat> they should feel safe enough to go to their parents whenever they're confused about something, no matter what it is, without feeling that, um, that the parents are going to say, you know what, what is wrong with you, boy? What's wrong with you, girl? Didn't I tell you, blah, 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 blah. Um, pa- parents should just give their kids unconditional love and let them know, you know what, I love you. And the kid kid says, well, why? Because you exist, you know. But I got C's on my report card. Yes, and you can do better. But that doesn't mean I don't love you. I love you. So you do better. But I didn't do well at, uh, I didn't didn't make the the football team. So what? I love you. I don't care what you do. As long as you try your best, as long as you don't act irresponsibly, you don't hurt other people, and you don't let other people hurt you, you can always come to me and we'll talk. But I love you. And I think that can build up a relationship with a child. The child feels safe, that he doesn't have to prove anything to his parents. His, uh, he or she doesn't have to prove anything to his or her mother. So I always put the blame on, um, on parents. We always have not only the responsibility, but we have the time and the resources to shape our children so that they can trust us. If we, if, if people like, I don't know, um, authoritarian type of parents can train their kids to, to love them no matter what they do, no matter how badly they treat their kids, and these kids always want the approval of those dumbass fathers and mothers, then I think that um, responsible parents can get can earn the love and respect of the children without having to beat them. Um, well, I think I, I believe in corporal punishment, but I don't think you always have to use it. You know, right. so I'm I always put the blame on the parents. If if you're not if you are not going to take the time to be a parent, then don't be a parent. It's not a part-time job. You know, yes, you got to work, and yes, the, the wife has got to work, but that child needs you. You can't come home and say, hey, look, Johnny, I'm tired, so what happened? Yeah, fine, okay, go away. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll take it to the park tomorrow, and then maybe that's another broken promise, and then, no. The child comes first. If you're going to have four kids in your household and you can only afford two, that's not the child's fault. That's the parent's. Don't don't bring your problems on to the shoulders of the child. You know that's the way I feel. <laughs> Interesting, Joe. And, and you know what though, I, I agree with you. On, I do agree on with you on that. Um, yeah, I I, I I agree with you. 
But you said something and a couple of things, and I, I want to get you to elaborate a little further on. Uh, and let's go with earn a child's respect. So basically what you're saying, just because you have a child doesn't mean as that child gets older that they respect you. Well, no, you're going to have the yeah, you're right. You're going to have the rebellious teens. They're going to test you. They want to find out that mommy and daddy know what they're talking about. They've got peer pressure. But if mm-hmm. you've taught your child, I'm, I and your uh, and your mother are number one in this house. You will do what we tell you because we love you. But if you don't know what we're talking about, we will explain it to you. And the child will learn on his own through his own mistakes. And you know what? My old man, my my old lady, they actually know what the hell they're talking about. You know? <laughs> it it may take a while, but I don't like I say, if we, you know, you can literally take a, a mountain lion from um from birth or, or a polar bear. And that polar bear mountain lion is gonna love you because why? You feed the mountain lion, you pet the mountain lion, um, you make sure the mountain lion, if it gets out of hand, if it, you know, because you know, wild animals will resort to being wild animals, you've got to put that wild animal in its place. So mm-hmm. same thing with children. You've got to say, you know, you don't take the kid and throw him out a window. You don't beat the kid. You don't scold the kid with hot water. But you let the child know, hey, I'm God in this house. Boy, oh girl, you do what the hell I tell you. But if you don't understand what I'm talking about, I'll explain it to you. You know, and you play with the child. I don't think a lot of parents play with their kids. You know, what that's you a very that, that's a very strong bonding moment when you can play with your kids. What do you What do you mean by play? When the I kid think, is small. And the kid needs the, uh-huh. the parents' attention. You play with the kids. The kids want you to help them with their crayons and cray- uh, coloring books. You play with them. They want to play cards. You play with them. They want to go outside. You play with them outside. You play ball. Um, you let the kid know. You know what? Your time is important to me too. But if the boy or the girl gets out of line, it gets a little bit too frisky. You pull that kid back in line and say, "What did I tell you, boy? What did I tell you, girl? Who's the daddy?" Ah, that's right. Until you get old enough <clears throat> you know, to, to earn a living, eh, you do the, you do what I tell you. But you can always come to me to find out what it is that you're confused about. Now, when that kid has problems in school, and they all do, um, or when the kid has problems with teachers or with other relatives, and they come to you, and they're exposing themselves, and they want a, uh, a father and a mother to be there to listen without judgment. That's another time <clears throat> which can create a good, strong bonding moment. It doesn't mean that when mm-hmm. the kids become teens, they're not becoming rebellious teenagers. But you will never, never have a stronger friend in your life than the children who love you when you treat them right when they're younger. Okay, so you, 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 okay, gotcha. So basically, what you're saying is you're going through, uh, basically being a parent, just being in your child's life. Period, a positive role model, correct? 
Well, more than that, yeah, a positive role model. But sometimes the kids don't get I mean, it. They don't understand what the world is about. They're right. naturally they're naturally going to be afraid of certain things. They need to know that I can come to daddy and to mommy with anything in my mind, whether it's sex, uh, whether it's masturbation, whether it's um, um, what's money about. Why why is Uncle um, Uncle Charlie such a jerk? Um, they they have to know they can come to you. And you can sit down and talk to them without making the kid feel like, hey, kid, what are you so stupid? It's none of your business. You know? Mm-hmm. Let the kid know. I love you no matter what. But just, but you get your ass in trouble, then you have to pay the consequences. I'll still love you, but I'm not teaching you to be this particular type of child. You want to hang out with the boys? I don't care. But if the boys say they want to go and <clears throat> do a little joyriding, steal a car, or they feel like, oh, um, well, here comes the uh, the punk kid from uh, from the from the eighth grade, and you feel and they feel like they want to pick on the kid, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go pick on the kid with uh, with them. And if they say, hey, what's the matter with you? You say, the kid didn't do anything with me, uh, anything to me. Oh, uh-huh. then they start jawboarding the kid. Well, you can teach the kid. Look, you can either walk away. That can be uh, that might not be the best idea because you still got to come back to school the next day, or you stand your ground and you say, as a leader, I'm not picking on that kid. And you know what? If I feel like it, neither are you. And then you you know you might have to get into a fist fight. But if you're going to get into a fist fight, it might as well be for something that's um, that's good. You know, kids always have to. Mm-hmm. Kids always get in the fist fight. So you know, teach the kids. You know, if the kid isn't a strong kid, take the kid to a karate class. Take the kid to boxing class. Teach the kid yourself. You know, life isn't life isn't a bowl of cherries. But if the kid is your flesh and blood, that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, mm. interesting. Now, Whoever said being response? a parent was going to be easy, you know, but uh, look, if you stuck it in, well, you know, and hey, the child comes out, it's you know, your responsibility. Yeah. You know, if you watch, if you watch the boob tube, and you know what I'm talking about, you have like the Hustables or, or, or who else these days, Christine Obest, uh, some of those TV shows where they make it seem so easy. They were, oh, I could do this, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, they just make it seem so easy. But how do you, how do you, uh, uh, what, how am I, what am I looking for? How do you, uh, Keep them, help them understand that uh, you know you what you value for yourself is uh, more important than anything else. You know, just steady. You just have to steady, steady teach them, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> they don't get it. Sure, you always have to. Um... If you have to, we keep on explaining, but I think after a while, I mean, look, kids are pretty smart. Once they've reached the age of two, three, four, and five, 
they're able to understand the language. They're able to understand the messages that parents give them. And if they don't, and if they've established enough trust with the parents, they'll ask the parents, you know, what are you talking about, Daddy? What are you talking about, Mommy? You know, and if they get out of hand, the mothers and the fathers should bring that kid back in, rein that child back in if that child is a little bit too rambunctious. Um, I believe in strong discipline. I don't believe in discipline just to hit the kid or just to discipline the kid or let the kid know, uh-huh, I am the master of the house. Well, you're, you're six feet tall. The, the child is about three feet tall. He knows who the master of the house is. You don't have to keep stepping on the kid. You know, Teach that kid you love that kid, but you are the master of the house. And <clears throat> that kid feels enough trust and respect for you as a four, five, six, seven, eight-year-old, it's going to be a lot easier for that kid to trust you when that kid is 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16 years old, especially when you've proven to the child that you know what you're talking about. If you're by that child's side, that child is going to be by your side. Hmm. Okay. So, for someone that doesn't have any kids, you sure have a lot of knowledge on how to treat kids. How did you get so wise, as some people go to say? You know or why? should I say you? How you know, you because I remembered my childhood. Advice? I remembered oh, okay. my childhood. Plus, I have mm-hmm. I have a way with 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 kids. They love to uh, they love to hang around me, play with me, because I put in a little bit of time with them. You know, because I'm lucky. I don't have to take them home and be with them all damn day. You know, <laughs> they have to go. They always have they always have to go home with mommy and daddy eventually. And um, you know, mommy and daddy they're they're tired. So kids love to, uh, they want me to play with them, so I play with them. They they want me to talk to them, so I talk to them. And like I said, I remember my childhood, you know, and I know what I would have liked at certain times when um, instead of being disciplined, I could have had something explained to me, and I would have picked up on what the hell was going on, you know. So, um, you know, in talking to parents, um Talking to other people who um, who are uncles, and, um, aunts, grandmothers, um, you know, I'm, I, it just seems like to me once you learn that parents have this responsibility, and you said, oh, and especially seeing the way some parents treat their kids, sometimes I want to take um, some of these parents and throw them right out a window. You know, Hmm. instead of taking the advantage and using whatever's going on as a teaching moment, I want to throw them right out the window. For example, there are children who want to disobey just to be rambunctious when they're young. So let's say the child wants to always run around and you're telling the child, Johnny, don't. You you know, you you get once you're near the curb or once we're on the subway track, you've got to stay put. Now, when the child's four, five, six, or seven, that child's going to run. You've got you to teach that kid. You've got to grab that kid and say, you stay here. You don't move. Now, the child moves. You've got to grab that child, and, and you've got to take that child and hurt that child. And when that child is crying, if that child sees you crying and you explain to the kid 
Look, you see that car that just ran by there, almost hit you? I don't want to lose you. That could have been you. I love you, boy, or I love you, girl. And I'm not going to make um, any situation possible for you to die. But, Daddy, you hit me. And I'm going to hit you even more. But at least you'll be alive. And if you grab that kid, hug that kid, that kid, you know, it might take two or three times like that. But once that kid trusts you, there is no better friend in the world than when that kid grows up and remembers mommy and daddy. Hmm. Interesting. You know, and you mentioned something that I, I do believe, and I agree with you, that, that plays an important part, is a lot of parents, they raise their children based on based on uh, their childhood, like you said. You know, sometimes that's a positive thing and sometimes that's a negative thing, you know, because there is a, 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 a cycle sometimes that just recreates and, and causes big-time problems, if you know what I mean. Uh, hmm. Oh, yeah, I so, hear you. I mean, uh, well, my mother beat me when I was a child, and I turned out okay, and my father beat me when I was a Yeah, I mean, I believe in corporal punishment. You know, but I don't think that yeah. it necessarily has to be the first line of defense. I think you should punish a child, take away the toys, make the child stand in the corner. If that works, then you don't have to hit the kid. But you always right. have to make the child understand there's a good reason for right. this. You know, well, you took away my Xbox. I got kids in my building. I mean, they, they make a stink in the hallway because the father took away the Xbox. If I were that father, I would take away that kid's head. I would have snapped <laughs> that kid right. You know, you, you're going to talk about our family business in the hallway? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Grab that kid, throw that kid inside the... Uh, the apartment and start talking to that kid and saying, young man, there's a reason why I did what I did. But daddy, don't daddy me. Not only am I the master of this house, but I've told you numerous times you can't do that. Yeah, I know, but my friends. Yes, your friends. But I love you, boy. I have a certain reason for why I do what I do. I took away your Xbox because you disobeyed me. You can't do that. But my friends, are we talking about your friends or are we talking about you, boy? But daddy, yeah, 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 but daddy, that's right, I'm your daddy. And I say what goes on in this house. You know why? Because not only is this my domain and your mother's domain, but because we love you. We want you to be happy. But I'm, I'm happy with my Xbox. Yeah, but we told you you mm-hmm. couldn't play that until after, until uh, before 9 o'clock. But you have to go to bed so that you can get up tomorrow morning and go to school. And you want to make the JV team, don't you? Well, yeah, well, you got to get your sleep, don't you? Well, yeah, but I like my Xbox. I know that. That's why I bought it for you. But not right now, son. Right now, you got to finish your food. You got to go to bed. You got to get up. And then I'll be with you when you uh, when you try out for the baseball team. Yeah, well, you're always, you know what? You're always, you're a stick in the mud. Yep, I am. That's my job, son. Yeah, but I don't like what hey. you're doing. You know? I don't, you know. You know, and after a while you're talking, but if the kid keeps being rambunctious, then you say, you know what, son? Enough is enough. Come on. Let's go to bed. No. 
Let's go to bed, son. No. You know what? I'm going to take out Mr. Strap. Okay, we'll go to bed. Okay, Daddy. We'll go to bed. All right. All right. <laughs> not hard. It's not yeah. easy. <laughs> no, it, it's not. It's not easy at all. You know, I, I can't even argue with that. But, okay. I... <laughs> Wow, you know the corporal punishment. I, I'm with you, Joe. I, I I do believe in it. Yeah, and uh, but I I don't. You know that's not my first thing I do, unless it's just right then and there. You know, but for the main the main reason, you know, no, 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 I, I don't do it now. Of course, I you know I on this show I say this and people have jumped all over me for saying it, but I'm gonna say it again. When it comes to a boy, it's a little differently because after they get a certain age, you know, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, you got to put your hands on them once or twice just to get, help them understand, you know, because that young line is coming up and you know he wants to find his place. And eventually he Absolutely. got to check. He wants to challenge. He wants to challenge. So you know, you got to do what you got to do. Oh know? yeah. And I do. Believe, and I do believe you know if a lot of other parents understood, this, especially raising boys coming now. This a man talking about raising his son. Let me let me go on and clarify that. All right, I'm a man, and I'm talking about raising my 15 year old son. Okay. Now, now, that's what I'm talking about. Now, ladies, when it comes to the ladies, the girls, you know, I really can't speak on that. I can't, but I'm sure it's a similar situation, <laughs> you know, with, with hormones and female attitudes and what have you. So, but I'm not an expert. I can't tell you that. But I can tell you about a 15-year-old boy. And most men will tell you with a son, I don't care how well you've had raised him. There's going to come to a point where he's you're going to have to physically introduce yourself to him. Okay, yeah, I like the way you say that. <laughs> physically introduce yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Physically introduce yourself to him, and and it's just the passage, the, the uh, rite of passage, I guess you could say. You know, it, it's like a pride. You know, the 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 mothers. You know, when it comes to lions. You know, if you realize when the mothers have young young male cubs, male cubs as they get older, depend on you know eventually the father. You know they grow old, and the mothers a lot of times will run the young males away so they won't have to have a confrontation with the big dog. <laughs> on the front line, yep. Mm-hmm. You know because they can see it coming, and it's just the way it is. Now, as far as women, girls, I don't know. I don't know. I had a sister, and. You know, I know my mom, she was five foot two, but the lady had a right hand that would knock Muhammad Ali out. Okay, so. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, but, yeah. So when it comes when it comes to parenting, you know, you have to understand, you know, what's going on, how it's going on. And I guess that comes with having, as Joe basically has said, having a relationship with your child. Uh, that that is one of the most important things. You got to have a relationship with them. You can't. I mean, and and it has to be established at a younger age. You know, at the one, two, three year old age. Don't wait till they turn thirteen and fourteen. If oh, hell no, 
Hell wait a minute, no. wait a minute, wait a minute, Joe. Wait a minute, Joe, because we really let we have to we have to clarify something here. That's if you all live in the same household. Okay, let's go on and put it that way. Because you can't say uh, that's every case because in some cases the parents aren't together. You know what I mean? And sometimes one parent is holding the child away from the other other parent until the child becomes of age to where they can seek out and find their their, their other parent. Okay, and right. find out what they're about. So we we have to include that in there, you know, as a disclaimer. But as far as the family being together or the father, both parents being having access to the child, yes, you have to be there. You can't wait till the child becomes a teenager and then decides you want to be a disciplinarian and tell the child what they're doing. Because the child is not going to pay you no attention. Whatever. You know, where were you when I was six years old? I was just when about to say that, to, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, when I needed a coach in my little league team and, you know, you weren't there, or you weren't you weren't there to come to the game, so forth and so on. So it, it, it really works in a very interesting fashion. That's my take on it, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, the relationship has to be done immediately. I mean, you have to once the child is born, and everybody is so goo goo gaga. Oh, look at this gorgeous baby! Well. You know, take care of that gorgeous baby from birth every day. That baby has to have the diapers changed. That baby has to be groomed. That baby has to be cleaned. That baby cries. You have to have patience when the baby cries and pisses and shits. You've got to be there for the baby. And if the baby feels comfortable in your arms because you are comfortable with the baby, that helps when the baby becomes two years old, three years old, four years old, and the chatterbox never shuts up. And you're always talking with the child, and the child, and you talk back and forth, and the child knows, that's my daddy, that's my mommy. Eventually, instinctively, the kid's going to feel safe. You have to make the child feel safe, and you have to let the child know. See, I have no problem with making the child fear the mother and the father, you know. Because if that boy or that girl says, you know what, if I don't do what my mommy and daddy wants, I'm going to get hell. I believe in that. (laughs) But I also believe my daddy, my mommy loves me no matter what. And I can always go to them without shame. Mm -hmm. That too. So if you're going to abundantly right. discipline that child, then abundantly give that child love just because the child exists. The child shouldn't have to earn your love. The child shouldn't have to get A's. The child shouldn't have to be the, the quarterback. The child shouldn't have to be the lead cheerleader. The child is your child, and I don't care what that child does or doesn't do, just as long as they're not doing something immoral. That's your boy. That's your girl. Make that make that kid proud to be part of that family. Now, with with with, with you saying that, <laughs> with you saying that, let's go into another interesting part of parenting. Now, uh, my brother and your friend Sadat in Israel, aka Mr. Lowe, has said uh-huh. if his child would come home and say they are homosexual or gay, he would disown them. 
I think I'm, no, I man. think I might have been on the show when he said that, but I'm not, yes, I'm not quite. Yes, you were. Here. You were on the show when he said that. Now, here's the question: Do you? <laughs> what What is your stance on that? Do you still love that child? You put Absolutely. the child out your house. What? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't care if the child's gay. I don't care if the child feels he's a he or she is a transgender. There may be something going on inside that child. You you talk with the child. You don't talk to the child or talk down to the child. You talk with the child. Find out what the hell is going on. The child, let's say may have a legitimate case of what do they call it, the body dysmorphia. The child might actually believe, let's say it's a boy, that he is really trapped, that he's a girl really trapped inside a boy's body. Now, that's got to be one of the hardest decisions a, um, a mother and a father has to make. You know, do I accept this child, you know, at 18, 19, now getting hormones and wanting to change over to become a girl? I say yes. You know, that's your child. Now, if the kid comes home and just says, you know what, I'm gay, um, I, me, I would just say, yeah, so what? Mm. I wouldn't disown the child. I would just say, okay, yeah, so I hope you find the right boy, I hope you find the right girl, and you're happy. But, you know, but the kids in school make fun of me, kick their ass. <laughs> You know what, Joe? I can actually see you saying that. <laughs> I can actually see you saying that. <laughs> yeah, my child is my child. Unless that child, unless that child does something wrong. Now, let's say the child was caught um, um, shoplifting, right? As a you know, as a stunt right. with the with the kids. I would go, you know, mm-hmm. hey Johnny, uh, what's up? You know, well, nothing, Dad. I just felt like doing it. You felt like doing it. Well. What have we been teaching you all these years? You're not supposed to be doing That's not your property. Yeah, I know, Daddy, but it was fun. Pow. Right across the mm. face. Uh-huh. You feel right. like stealing anymore? But, Daddy, yeah, but, Daddy, we talked about stuff like this before. When um, you, were, you were looking at certain stuff inside the store, and I felt you tugging away from me. I told you, you know, it's not right to steal. And we had a little talk. And I said, how would you like it if somebody stole your stuff? And you said you wouldn't like it. Yeah, but I was with Bobby and Bobby and David. They wanted to do it. But they're not my child, boy. You are. You can't do stuff like that. But you hit me. Want me to hit you again? No, Daddy. Well, good. Because you're lucky this time. You're not being arrested. But you and I, when we get home, we're going to find out what the hell's going on with you. And why are you following what Bobby and David are doing? Why aren't they following what you want to do? Well, they're bigger than me. Well, all right. So, they'll kick my ass. Well, then, boy, you're going to have to take karate classes or something. In the meantime, I'm going to kick your ass. But, Daddy, don't but Daddy me. You're in my house. I love you, but you can't do the wrong thing just because you feel like it. But they're going to kick my ass. Well, if they kick your ass, and they continue to kick your ass, then then they got a problem with me because I'm going to have to talk to their parents about letting their kids put their hands on you, and I'm taking you to karate class. Uh, But, Daddy. Okay, yeah, but, Daddy. Yeah, but, Daddy. 
So that that's yeah. that's gonna be it, huh? Just as yeah. that's gonna be it. Well, okay. I'll, I'll explain right. the kid. And like I said, I mean, if those kids, sometimes kids want weaker kids to hang out with them just so they can pick on them, you know. And the kid doesn't have any doesn't have much of a recourse. Now, now when parents talk to other parents and they say, look. Your child is a bad influence on my child. Well, your child doesn't have to hang out with them. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't have to. Um, but your kids keep picking on him. He, that he doesn't have much of a choice in. Yeah, well, you know, your kids got to defend themselves. Well, I am. I'm going to teach them karate school. Well, the kids are weaklings. He may be, but your child is stronger. Yeah, but I don't care. At that point, me and the father have a problem. And it's that kid, that uh, that dude, who has a problem. Because I'm going to say to him, your child touches my child again. I'm picking your ass up off the street with a um, with a knife, or with a platter, or with a spoon. You're going down, and uh, we can do it now, but, or we can do it later. Hmm. But is that is that really going to solve anything? Wouldn't that create more issues? Or, or do you think your child would have more respect for you because you decided to, to you know, lay the law down to the other parent? Well, the child will have more respect for you for laying the law down, but that's only part of it. The other thing is, if that father knows that his kids are picking on my child and he's not doing anything to, to stop those children, that's his mm. responsibility. He's saying, you can go ahead and pick on weaker kids. And I'm and I'm not going to say, well, you know, you know, my son, you know, in a couple of years or a year from now, when he's got a blue belt, white belt, he can fight back. Yeah, that's true. But the parent should not be allowing, especially if the parent knows about it, allowing his child to take advantage of my child. That parent mm. and me have a problem. Hmm. Okay. Now, that's if the child, the parent is allowing. Maybe the yeah, that's, parent if, the, has yeah, that's if the parents allowing it, right. Yeah, right. You know, if the, if the child has no idea that's what's going on, then, you know, what? I mean, how do you, how would that, well, I, I guess this, because we're talking about parenting and values and children and things like that, I guess that would be a whole different situation, a, a, a whole different way of handling it. I guess you can say. Well, how else are you going to handle right. it? I mean, some, most of the time, if you go to a parent who's responsible and you say, you know, your son Bob has been picking on my kid, then if the father or the mother is a responsible parent, they're going to try to stop that kid, you know, because otherwise mm-hmm. the only choice I've got is to put my hands on that other boy, you know. If I see them in a fight, I you know, have to separate the kids. And I don't want some parent coming to me and saying, "You put your hands on my child." I would rather I would rather go to the parents and say, "You know what? Your son is picking on my kid. My kid is a year younger, or two years younger, or twenty pounds lighter. Doesn't want to hang out with your child. Your son's picking on him." Now, if I don't get a good response, let's say the second time around, you know, if the, if the parent doesn't take care of his kid, I got to take care of that parent. I'm not letting my kid be victimized because the parent thinks he's a badass. If he's such a badass, he won't mind my right cross. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Somebody's going to have to pay some consequences. Well, I mean, let's be honest. In some situations, that, that is what's going to happen. That is what's going to happen. In fact, while you're playing, some of the parents are even worse than the children. You know, well, right? <laughs> uh, and, and, and so, children, the child is emulating what the parent is doing. And but and now the question becomes, you know, how how are you going to deal with that? Easy. Just tell your child, just stay away from them. Just stay away from them. Yeah, but now, the, child doesn't, the child can't stay away from a bully. Well, the kid has well, to stand I, I, up I, to the bully. I, or, I, 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 yeah. Right. So <laughs> it, the bully seeks him out. I remember, huh? mm-hmm. I, I remember an instance growing up where me and my brother, we used to walk, you know, meet and walk home from school together. That's when you could walk home from school, you know, without even bothering you. And this one kid used to bother my brother all the time. And he used to bother him before I got, we met up, you know, because when I was with him, they wouldn't bother him. So, you know, he came home, he was telling my mom one day what was going on. And mom told him, well, you know, the next time, <laughs> the next time, oh, rest in peace, my brother. Yesterday made seven years he'd been gone. But my mom told him the next time that boy bothers you, pick up the closest thing you can find and knock the hell out of him. Excuse my language. But that's what she said, right? Now, right. I know she wasn't talking figuratively or, I mean, you know, literally. You know, she was just telling him, you know, to well, I yourself. think she was. I think she meant pick well, up a rock and bash that kid's head in. Well, the next day the kid was bothering him, and, well, my brother picked up a pipe or something and just did just that. Popped him right across the forehead. Blood everywhere, right? <laughs> oh, and I remember this day, and I'm looking at it now as I have my eyes closed, because this lady came outside and said, I'm calling the police. And now, athletically, my brother couldn't hold the candle to me, all right? He slow, slew-footed, whatever. But that day... That young man outran me all the way to the house. <laughs> I mean, it's about a mile, too. He outran me all the way to the house. And then, of course, so the mother, you know, came around to the house. She had to take her son and get stitches. And, uh, you know, they wanted my mom to pay for the, the medical bills. And my mom told her straight out, nope, not happening. Your son been bothering mine for blah, 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 and I'm not paying for anything, you know. Now, they don't ask mom what really happened, and she said, basically, I didn't pay for it. I don't know what happened after that, but I didn't pay for it. <laughs> and I right. Said, oh, okay. You know, so that, that that's an example of, of, you know, hey, if your child, you know, you have to, that's where I get, 
you got to stand up to a bully from. Yeah, that's 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 where my my thought. You there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have to stand for. I would handle it just a little bit differently because the first, uh, I, the kid should stand up for himself. But if uh, my child is coming to me, I would want to. I would say, you know, get in a fight with the bully. But if the bully uh-huh. keeps kicking my son's ass, you know. Well, I mean, I got to. I got to talk to the parents. <laughs> But in this instance, if it happened every day and they always, you know, follow him home and, and just bother him every day, you know, mom worked. So, you know, she couldn't get off a job going and make sure. So, hey, defend yourself. You know, my brother, he really wasn't a fighter. I, I'm not, I was the fighter, okay? My brother was not a fighter. You know, any fighting had to be done, that was me. So when I, um, you know, when <laughs> – so – you know, when I wasn't around, that's when they would bother him. You know, so. And yeah, they, see, see, right? your mother's lucky though. Uh, your mother's lucky because uh, if it was somebody else, the 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 other household could sue her, and might even win in court. That's why I'm saying, you gotta confront the ch- uh, the the, the well, parents first so know, they know. Because. Well, you know that. That was back in the seventies. You know, ain't nobody had all that kind of time. Okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. But nowadays, you got yeah, you, you got know, lawsuits on your hands. Yeah, see, yeah, you know, that's two kids fighting, and and you know, it, this is what happened. And <laughs> mm. see, and I don't blame you her for I mean? telling him pick up, you know, something and bash the kid's head in. But the kid being uh, but, beat on every day. That that takes a toll on somebody's psyche too. But at the same time, um, I would want to talk to the parents. That alleviates the legal responsibility, and that also puts the burden on my shoulders instead of putting the burden on the kid. Because the kid could have killed that other boy by accident. Well, I mean, yeah, that was true. But then again, the the the, the final. The, the 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 final thing was they left him alone after that. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, they and, and the kid that. lived. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. it, it, it it opens up a can of worms when it's done when you not when you when you pick up something and hits hit another kid. Um, well, uh, well, you know. I guess I guess you could say I understand what you're saying, but when you, when you start talking about it, you say well. If it's done in defense, and basically what it was done in self-defense, you know, you're not really trying to, and I don't think he really was trying to, to, to kill him, I guess you could say, like kids today. He was just trying to hit him and get him away from him, you know, because they only hit him with it one time. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. He broke out mm-hmm. in the full sprint. So, right. Yeah. You know. And I know I'm talking about different times, too, a different times than what we have today. You know, today, I think you have to be a little bit more cautious because of yeah. you gotta, you you gotta, know, what you he can, is carrying. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm just using that as an example, you know, because you know, he is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Ah! Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm... I'm the kid, you know, like I said, an accident could happen. He could have taken the kid's head out, uh, eye out. Maybe yeah. he would have gotten so enraged and then didn't stop beating the kid with the pipe. You never know. 
so, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the parent has to go the extra route. Um, that's the that's yeah. the thing when you have when you have kids, you well, don't have you that know, easy and, and, life. But as a parent, as a parent, you know, sometimes it hurts you to see your child come home every day, you know, uh, uh, crying or what have you about the same thing, the same child bothering your child every day, at all, and you just you don't defend yourself, you know, what oh, you tell you to tell them back then. You know, Absolutely. Um, at that time, ain't nobody, nobody's really thinking about, you know, the, the legal ramifications, you know. As I said, I don't really think my mom really thought my brother would, you know, pick up something. She just basically was kind of telling him in a philosophical way, you know, hit him, knock him, do something, just get him off of you, you know. And Yeah, I don't, I don't know of any instance. And just by coincidence, there just happened to be a pipe laying there that day. The kid just <laughs> decided to bother my brother. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> well, at least at least nothing that uh, bad happened from it. But I know, um, and no matter what, if a child is being picked on, even if that child, let's say, is ten pounds, fifteen pounds weaker, if that child can put up a good fight when that bully comes around the next time, gives that gives that bully a bloody nose or knocks the the bully down. That bully doesn't come back for more. You're right. You're right. I mean, because I had a couple of battles with a couple of bullies. Uh, um, right there in my front yard, actually. And, of course, because they were bothering my brother, I ended up coming out, you know, because they didn't know I was home at the time. And I, I showed up at the house, and, you know, I took his spot. And we had our little rumbles. And after that, we became friends. I played basketball yeah. with one. The other one I grew up with, and we just hung out. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's amazing how that worked. But as you say, you know, after, you know, they're like, okay, no, that that's too much work to be bothering them. Or, as you say, now they, they understand that it's it's a different type of uh, 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 animal going on here. No, you're just not going to show up and, and beat up on anybody, you know, without some consequences. Absolutely, you know, and once you fight back and you give the other kid a black eye or something, you know, that kid knows, you know, this kid may be weaker than me, but I'm going to get hurt in some way, and I'm not going to look too good getting hurt, so I'm leaving this kid alone. (laughs) Yeah, but like I said, that was a different time, you know, and things happened differently compared to – what what you be facing today? Now, as far as today, I don't even know how 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 would that be handled today? Being well, the same, well, and, yeah. Well, I'll no, they, you they don't, don't want that. Huh? The schools don't want the schools are sissies. They don't. They want to have um, group talk and they want to have a group intercession. You know, if you see a bully, report the bullying or. Intervene when you see two kids about to have a fight. Well, first off, kids don't intervene. They gather around and they want to see the fight. They don't intervene. All right. So the kid is being bullied. His responsibility is to knock the hell out of the kid that's picking on him and then deal with the consequences later. I, as a parent, would tell my child, you know, if, if somebody picks on you, hit them back. If the principal doesn't like it, if there's a school policy about zero tolerance, I'll talk to the principal. 
me and the principal will have an understanding. If they don't want you in that school, we'll put you in another school. But I'm not letting you get picked on simply because the school policy is, well, we will not have any shoving matches here. We will not have any physical touching here. You know, full. You know, you take some. A lot of times they just say, you meet me after class. We, we're going to uh, that particular spot off campus. And you and me, boy, you know, it doesn't, we don't care about the policy. I'm telling my son, beat the crap out of that kid. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> mm. All right, Joe. Well, we we coming down to the to the to the, to the end of the show, Joe. You oh, yeah. Know. All right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got 15 minutes left. We got 15. Minutes. We good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. It's open mic. Me and Joe just having a conversation about kids and. You know, parenting and things like that. So, if you want to add anything or you want to talk about something different, call in uh, 347 838 8622. You can email me at Talk at com, And the chat room is open at slash Mr. Talk. And for those that have, you know, my, my personal phone number, you can text me if you got anything you want to add as well. All right. So, anyway. Before we, we let's move on for this parenting thing, Joe. I think we about went as deep as we need to go today on that. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Um, this this government shutdown. Wait a minute before we go there. General Motors CEO collected twenty two million dollars, sending twenty two million dollars salary. Uh, at the, you know, which is basically a bonus, but he cut. They're cutting fifteen thousand jobs. You know, and every time I see something like that, I just shake my head. I'm like, you know, and it's not like uh, they're really concerned about cutting the jobs because he's going to get his check regardless. $22 million now, $22 million, but they cut 15000 right. jobs. Isn't something wrong with that? You know, that's like the oil is that. You know, they make all that money, but they claim – you know, they can't give the employee raises or, or you know, their, their gas prices are too low and they're not making any money. But you can pay $22 million plus. You know, that makes no sense to me. It, it really doesn't. But maybe well, it's me, just me. To me, huh? if, the, if the CEO earned $22 million, then what he's supposed to do, theoretically, like all CEOs, they're supposed to increase sales and the bottom line by whatever the salary should be or salary is in order for him to be worth that salary. His responsibility is to make that company make a profit. Those people who are getting laid off, if they've been there one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, they have a responsibility to save money in case they're being laid off. Anybody who doesn't save money, and they think that just because they've been with a company for five, six, seven, or eight years that somehow the company owes them something, you're delusional. If you can okay. leave the company, right. huh? <laughs> if no, you can leave the company please. after eight years, ten years to go to another company, then the company can leave you too. You're supposed to save money. You're supposed to uh, um, look out for your future. 
if those kids, if those um, employees are being laid off, think of it this way: some maybe they should never have been hired in the first place. A lot of times, companies expand based upon the promise of increased sales, and those sales don't appear. So a lot of times, when the employees are hired and the sales don't appear to compensate for those salaries, these employees are making money on a on a on a hope and a dream. They're they're employed where they shouldn't be employed to begin with. So now they're making money, sack some of it away. Your responsibility is to take care of your family, not the company's responsibility to take care of your family. You did the company didn't marry your your wife. You married your wife. Take care of the family. <laughs> oh, okay. All righty then. I guess you say so. It is up to the people, huh? Everybody has your own destiny, your own future. And like we were talking about, about being, people being influenced by other people, look out for yourself. Don't think that it's because you're with General Motors for 10 years that you have to be with them for another 10 years. If you're free to leave to go from General Motors to go to General Electric, then General Motors is free to, to, to lay you off if things aren't working well. You're responsible okay, for the- your fate. Yeah, but the, the legit 65% of Americans save little or no money whatsoever. 65%, if I if I got that number right. 65%. Yeah, I think it's even I think it's even worse. And then, you know what? Those are those are, those are 65% of stupid Americans. Yeah. Well, there I mean, is most Americans really say, But Joe, Joe, yeah. they really say stupid or just not able to say cuz many many even the the, the so-called middle class are one to two paychecks away from being from poverty. Themselves. That's right. Yeah. That, no, I call so it stupidity. How, there have been times I've been there. There have been lean times in my lifetime, and what's yeah. gotten me through is because I didn't bite off more than I can chew. Most people want to keep up with the Joneses, and most people want to buy stuff on credit, can't pay the credit interest, get into credit debt, um, and then they wonder why um, you know. They're in debt. Well, because you were stupid enough to buy a car when you didn't need a car. You had a car. You should have kept it around for a couple of years, made sure that the transmission and everything else within the car, made sure you had. You did the oil changes. You wanted a new car. You wanted to shine. You wanted to make your neighbors take a look at the new car. Now you got a problem. Stupidity. But how many people, how many people are... are, are uh, financially savvy enough to understand that right there. Well, they're not. People, they're just really... like we were talking about, just just like we started talking about values and and things of that nature. You know, uh, uh, I need this Mercedes to to maintain my my social status. Although you already know you can't afford, you know, the uh, uh, maintenance that comes with the car. Because with those kind of cars, you have to take them back to the dealership, which is going to charge you, you know, twice, sometimes three times as much you, you do it yourself. Uh, you know, because they haven't had that, 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 they haven't been taught. Put it this simple. They haven't well, been taught about know. financial responsibility. Okay, well, they've been taught about, you know, uh-huh. and not, not, not to mention, 
you know, bombarded with commercials that, you know, you get this type of car, you know, you get it on credit, we give, give it to your own lease, so forth and so on, especially in the military community. It's even worse then because they give you anything because you're in the military. You know what I mean? They, they, and they got, they got those uh, predatory loans, yeah. 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 Well, not even that. I mean, you've got car dealerships and, and pawn shops and all kinds of stuff. In yeah, I remember. Yeah, that, that wait for the young private to come in. Yeah. So, and, and but basically what I'm saying, you know, you can't really call them, you really can't say they're stupid if they just don't know. No, I because call them they, stupid. Looking at it. You know why? Huh? Because I call it stupid because you can sit down on a piece of paper and you can add up your expenses, and you can add up your income, and you can find out what you can afford and what you can't afford. Now, if people want to keep up with the Joneses or if they want to impress their wife, you're a moron. You have to live your life according to your particular... According to you, got a 19, you have a 19, 20-year-old young man coming in. He got a steady job. He go to a car lot, and he see a sports car out there, and he's not worried about nothing, but, hey, I got to get that car because they're going to give it to me, you know, $500 down, and, you know, they're not worried about the interest rate behind it because they, they don't know. They don't know. They're not listening to anybody else because this is what they want. And go home whenever they go and leave and say, look what I got. You know, I got my first car, blah, 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 not understanding the financial of stress that they're putting themselves in. Not to mention if they go out there and get married and they feel like this is what they need for their family because they're not aware of the financial ramifications that are involved when you're purchasing high-value How can somebody not be aware of it and not be a dope? If you well, sit down with a piece I mean, but, but if you don't know, uh, okay, so I, I see what you're saying. So what this it's like uh, what they say, ignorance of the law is no excuse. It's the same thing with financial responsibility. Ignorance well, is yeah. no excuse. Yeah, because, the look, the kind of brain power that is needed in order to find out if you can afford something is that of a third or fourth grader. You sit down, how much does the car cost? The car to lease or to buy is $200 a month. How much money am I making? How? What else do I want to buy? Uh-huh, I add this up, I add that up. This I can't afford, this I can't afford. If you know you can't afford it and you go ahead and buy the god darn thing, you're an idiot. Joe, Joe, did you think that way at 21 to 22 years old? Absolutely. Well, then you, you, you probably uh, example, uh, uh, exception to the rule then. I don't know. Um, you know. I mean, look, I knew I, when, so most, I, when look, I was 21. Most people, most people today... Can't tell you what the car, the sticker price was on the car after they signed the paperwork, because they look at the car and say, "Oh, I like that." They don't worry about the price after they start doing the paperwork. Well, that's a bad decision, and bad decisions are stupid decisions in some cases. When you can just add up what the price is of a car, <laughs> and you still mm-hmm. buy it, you're you're a moron. <laughs> okay, Joe. Well, what are you going to call the person, a genius? You can't call no, the person I'm not a genius. But, I mean, some of them are morons, but I think some of them just don't know any better. And maybe well, if they don't the know time, any better, and they should know, look, and they should know after they're the, a moron. After the first time, after the first time, 
If they turn around and do it again, then yeah, they're, they're morons. But, you know, I think sometimes you have to give them a, a, a bye, and hopefully they learn from the first experience and, and make wiser decisions after that. Well, look, but, you, you know, can, let's be, you, let's look, be honest. Look, you, get, you get credit cards in the mail. All they do is call a number, activate it. You got $200 credit, your $500 credit. Just depends. You know, nobody's thinking about the repercussions of that at 21, 22. All they you know is you got three or four credit cards with some money to spend, right? Yeah, and if you don't, you know, yeah, and then after a while, the bills keep uh, adding up. You got to stop charging to your credit card and start paying off the credit cards. Yeah, well, it's too late then. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I've had, I've, I've had to pay off my, uh, my credit cards or try to pay them off. I've had to use them in emergencies, and um, you know, but I don't make purchases based on whims. Mm. You gotta yeah, is- figure in what it's gonna cost. All it is is addition. You add up what you make. If you're making only twenty thousand dollars a year, you do not enter into a thirty thousand dollar a year lifestyle. You make thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Then you enter into a thirty thousand dollar a year lifestyle. If you can't, if you don't have the patience, and you want to impress everybody, that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. If you're going to be influenced by society, stop. Why are you obeying what other people are imposing on you? You are responsible for your life. Forget about other people. You want to impress people that you don't even really know that well? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you have been hoodwinked. That's all it is. All right, Joe, we got two minutes left, man. No 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> all right, so give us some some last words, Joe, before we get up out of here. Oh, well, I think we're all talked out. So, again, you know, at the end of the show, I just say peace. Um, peace out, everybody. Take care. Be safe. And, uh, Merrick, um, I'll see you next time when I see you. And give my regards to yep. Peace. She's not on the show tonight, so I guess she's still got to take care of whatever she's got to take care of. Yeah, yeah. She's handling that, <laughs> that issue. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, another good show, y'all. Another good show. Uh, I want to thank y'all for listening to me today. Uh, it's been fun. Thank you, Joe, for hanging out with yes, one in the chat room. Thank you as well. Appreciate it, Miss Lady. Thank you for calling in and getting us started today. Uh, we're going to try and be back here Friday. Hopefully everything works out, and we will be. I, I try. All right, so with that, we're going to get up out of here. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy. And believe me, I laugh at myself all the time. So, with no anything else said, see ya, and take you out of here with some uh, good, happy music. Can't fight the feeling. See y'all Friday, man. Have a good one. Bye. Enjoy your week.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.